All right, welcome. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and this is Talking Joy. And we're gathered here today for the first time on uh, Zoom instead of in person um, because we're sort of all scattered about and um, learning this new way of being in the world. And uh, thankfully, we have the whole team together, which is unusual. Um, so everybody's here. We've got Jennifer, Joanne, um, Lindsay, Katie, Blair, and uh, myself. And Jennifer, did I say everybody? Yeah, they're all talking, but they're all muted right now, so I can't hear them. But anyway, um, I've been reading a lot on the uh, internet just about people's um, reaction to being quarantined, and you know, I've really been sitting back personally as a as a spiritual director and guide. I've sort of been sitting back and and not been very public about how I feel about being um, quarantined for the last, you know, probably going on six weeks. And uh, I really just needed to find my own feet first and to take care of my family um, has been, you know, a real big priority for me right now. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, it's been jarring for, for all of us. It, there's been a, a sense of, um, of all the emotions that you could possibly have. Um, and I, for the first couple of weeks, when people were approaching me about going on um, Zoom or doing talks and things like that, or still holding my small groups through Zoom, I decided not to. And I really just wanted to pull back, like I said, and take care of myself. And some of the ways that I've been doing that um, is uh, uh, running. I started running every day. I used to run at the gym as a warm up before I worked out. I've never run in my life really since like high school. So that's been a real release for me. And I run to the woods out into nature and been meditating um, and praying a lot there. And, and the other part has been taking care of my family. I have, there's six of us and everybody's at home trying to work from home, do school from home, just like everybody else has been struggling with that. And so my, my priority really has been to take care of them and to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. Um, and to take care of myself before I really felt ready to run off and tell everybody else how to do it. I figured I'd have to figure out how to do it myself. And so I just wanted to check in with all with my team and see, you know, where where are you guys finding joy now in this new way of being where we're at home? Um, I know that we're all suffering in ways that we're mourning the old way of being in our lives. Um, and I think that's a big commonality, but what has been unique to you that you're really seeing that's different? Um, for me, you know, my family sits down for dinner every night and everybody's now home. You know, I had somebody away at college and, and somebody was working in New York city and she's around now. And so we're really around the table. And that to me has been a blessing in the midst of, of, all of the chaos that's going on and the worry and the fear and not being able to sleep at night and, you know, and on and on. So those, that, those are some of the things that I've noticed that have been, um, you know, that's been beautiful for my personal life. And so I want to ask all of you, like, what, where are you finding peace? Where are you finding joy? So Ariane, you were going to say something, go ahead. Uh, I love that there is no schedule. Um, there are things that have to get done for school in the morning, but, um, and, and we have tried, you know, we try every morning, the kids have to be dressed for 
virtual school and all of that. And, you know, so that they focus and, and they're aware of what's important as they're studying, but their school is finished pretty early. Um, and it's just so laid back and there's no, I don't feel any pressure. And I love that. Um, so that's, that's a great, that's a great note to saying. And I have felt the same way. And, and maybe you guys can all relate. Maybe the people who are listening can relate is that when I wake up in the morning and you don't feel that urgency to like fly out of bed to start the day and to get the kids here and there and after school to practices. And there's a night, there's an ease about it. That So that's one of the blessings is that there's no urgency. You can kind of like for the first time in a long time, really, like I thought I was pretty contemplative and I know I am, but I feel like, wow, there is a big relief in that sense of that urgency, not having to run around. Anybody else? Oh, this is Blair. Um, I was just going to say that um, I really like that, you know, with the lack of schedule, you know, I'm usually on the sidelines watching my kids and shuttling them from place to place, sometimes, you know, far flung locations for tournaments and games. And instead, we've been playing sports together as a family in the backyard. And of course, you know, they love to make fun of how terrible I am at, you know, soccer or, you know, how we're, you know, we struggle when we're playing together. It's not the same as playing with their teammates, but I, I really like that we're engaging together rather than just kind of escorting them from place to place and cheering them on, but, but actually, you know, engaging rather than always standing around. So I feel like it's, it's a shift and, you know, I've been running with my son um, and I, I love the uninterrupted time to kind of pick his brain about what's going on and um, you know, <laughs> some of this stuff is the typical thing that you would think a, a nine-year-old is thinking about, but every once in a while he has some interesting insights to share um, that are unexpected. And I really um, love having those moments together. And honestly, we never would have had the time because we would have been racing off in multiple di directions to go wherever the, the team needed to take us. So I, I really yeah. am thankful for that. Yeah. And so that question that I used to always say to everybody is, you know, you would say to someone, oh, hey, how are you doing? And they would say, I'm fine. I'm busy. And now I, I'm not. And, and it's opening the door up to have these intimate encounters with the people that we love the most, that we created or that we married and, and that we are in community with. And it's really, that's such a blessing too. Um, so you're having conversations with your son and time with him that you wouldn't have had otherwise in the old model of the way that we were living. So Joanne, did you want to say something? Yeah, uh, just to go along with Ariane and Blair too, I feel a very similar way. I'm having conversations I've never had, um, uh, arriving at these unique moments that I know we never would have had time to, to talk about these special conversations. I actually kind of feel like this is what life is supposed to be. I thought this mm. is what marriage was going to be. This is what, you know, living in a house with my husband and kids was going to be. I feel like what it was before was a lot. Like I never imagined or envisioned that busy life. Um, maybe because I felt like it wasn't like that when I was younger. Like I, I feel like this feels more like what I grew up with. <laughs> So to be honest, I know a lot of people are having a tough time in this quarantine, but in all reality, I feel like besides obviously the sickness and the scariness of, of, you know, 
people um, not getting through COVID, um, I feel like putting that stuff aside, life has been better for me. Um, more calm, more peaceful, more talking, more, more being present in most moments. I mean, yes, there are definitely some really difficult, hard moments because the alone time isn't there. And I've always said I'm one who needs my alone time. So that's been difficult. But all in all, I'm, I'm kind of loving this in almost every aspect. <laughs> I'm like almost yeah. afraid to go back to the other life, but I guess that, you know, this can set the tone for yeah. what I choose to put in my life going forward, hopefully. Yeah. And I want to talk about that in a little bit after everybody's kind of had a turn, but I want to talk about that. Do we go back? Can you go mm -hmm. back to the old way now that you've had this opportunity to see what being together with, with, with your people is in this ease about it. It's everything that we've been talking about on all of our podcasts up until now, but now we're living it. Um, and, and so a lot of the people you say that are struggling with it or resisting it because they wanted to go back to the way that it was. And when we resist, I think we make ourselves miserable. And, but when we flow into it of, okay, well, this is the new way of being for now. And I can either embrace it or resist it. And when we embrace it, there's an ease, there's the, you know, the river running the, the, you know, the way that it should. So Katie, you looked like you had your hand up. You wanted to say something. Yeah. So Pam, I was actually stole the words right out of my mouth. Um, the first good two and a half weeks or so, I was in a constant state of resistance. And I didn't, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to. No, this is real that. life. No, this is <laughs> real life. I was actually going to say the same thing too. I mean, I'm sure we're all feeling the same way, but um, I go with these ebb and flows of how I feel. And to be honest, at the beginning, I was so welcoming this because I found, I have like a real homebody aspect to me that I don't show that often. I like to be really social, but I was sort of really, I didn't realize it, but I was exhausted with the keeping up. Like just like at the end of the year, the carpooling and the activities and the, did I sign up for this? What do I do for camp? I was just exhausted with all of it and I didn't realize it. And now, and then I, I sort of was just kind of like, oh, this feels good. And, you know, along with like not really caring about getting dressed and that whole rat race kind of just felt good for me. But then like a few weeks into it, when I realized it was going to be longer than this two, maybe three week thing, I had to give up, you know, a family trip, which was sort of really a big deal for us. Um, we had to give up a family wedding, a family reunion trip, three things that we had coming up this spring that were just heartbreaking for me to have to say, have to let go of. And then I was really resisting it. Like, this is not just a three week thing. You know, this is bigger than that. And, but now I'm realizing that it's much bigger than that and that none of that stuff matters. Um, but I am discovering, you know, a love of cooking again. My husband and I meet for cocktail hour every night and we're actually getting along, which is, you know, something that I, I think is hard for a couple that kind of goes like this. You can't see me, but that kind of like passes ships passing in the night and to be like home. I, it's been OK. It's been good, actually. So um, I think I've been touching on everything that everyone else is saying. Same with Katie. I think what she was about to say. And I'll let her talk. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank once you. we've moved, that was beautiful, Lindsay. And I think once you've we've been been able to move beyond that state of resistance, we now have an opportunity to sort of reflect on these like habitual 
um, sort of parts of our life that like we would never otherwise have an opportunity to like truly, truly assess with great detail and and now look at like how our life has actually been like Joanne was saying, like it improved in ways like step almost like stepping back in time. Like we now as a family for the first time, like almost nightly go for walks around, um, you know, the block. We had lunch together as a family, like dinner together. I mean, all this aside, people are, I know, struggling in so many ways. And like, it's, it's just, you know, I'm instituting, we're all instituting like endless activities and I have two young girls, but um, it's so rewarding in ways that I, I think it's going to be hard to go back to our way of life as it once was. And I think without question, I'm going to be much more discerning and what I bring into our like life because they've been happy like for the most part like thank god you know they're thank goodness they're healthy knock on wood and you know they they are busy and they have each other um and i think now moving forward i realize that like they don't really we talk about this constantly and this was the year where we really embraced endless activities for them and you know i i, I it will be really interesting to see and also like they're so used to being around in this cocoon of life I, I would have to imagine it's going to be very difficult for them to go back to some sense of normalcy, um, having such like support, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. And it's interesting too, how there were so many things that originally that I was disappointed about. Um, and, you know, like my son's both two, two of my son's track seasons coming up and, and going to the meet, you know, all of that. I mean, I know Jennifer has a son who's a senior um, in high school and I'm going to let her talk in one second, but we are adaptable people. We've adapted, I think very quickly you do to this new way of, of, of being, we've adjusted. And it sounds to me like there's a theme of relief and connectedness with the very people that we love the most, that we were just to the next thing, to the next thing. And I, and I was wrapped up in it too. I mean, I, you know, was busy with, um, you know, with seeing clients and doing workshops and doing the podcast. And I'm really going to reevaluate when we do reenter, you know, the new normal on, on what I'm going to keep on my plate and what I'm going to remove. And, and um, Jennifer, do you want to add anything? Um, your yeah, no, I think everything that everyone is saying is, is all relevant. And, and, you know, I think we're all going through, um, sort of the same thing. I, you know, as you touched on, I have a senior in high school. I also have a senior in college who is supposed to be graduating from Georgetown and currently her graduation is postponed, but they have no idea when that's going to be, um, you know, uh, that when that's happening, but, but, you know, we've been going through this together and, like a grieving stage it's sort of like you get angry you don't know you get frustrated you don't know what to do but and we're at the stage where it's more of acceptance of everything not just her my daughter's graduation or my son's graduation but the way our lives are changing right now and it's more okay you know let's try and make this the best we possibly can and um you know again i have six in my house too and thank goodness with the situation going on, but we have a big enough house where everybody, you know, I've got two college students, two high school students, uh, an ex-husband and myself in the same house. Um, so we're all, 
we all have our own spaces and, and everybody's, you know, doing the best they can. And we're still here. Nobody's killed each other yet. And, um, and, uh, we're just making it work, but it's, but I do love the fact that, you know, I'm getting to spend more time with my children because they're at the age where they don't want to really be home and they want to be with their friends all the time. So I'm feeling a little selfish where I'm getting to have a, to hold on to them a little bit longer, which, which I love. So, um, that's very important to me. Yeah. I've heard a lot of women who have kids. So some of us have younger kids and, and some of us have some in the middle and, and Jennifer and I have kids that are about the same ages, two in high school, two in college. And I've heard a lot of people say that I thought that that part, that chapter was over and I'm getting a little extension on it where I thought the kids were sort of out of the nest or some of them and um, had been leaving the nest and now you're, you're all back together. So in some ways I'm, I look around the table sometimes like we pray before we eat and I look around the table and I just, you know, give thanks that we are all still together because I know, you know, with kids that are 21 that, um, you know, soon enough, they'll be, they'll be on their own. So it, I'm, I'm trying to cherish it. Um, I heard somewhere recently, um, somebody said that we're all in the same storm, but not in the same boat. We're all in the same storm, meaning the virus, the whole world is, but not in the same boats, meaning that somebody touched on this earlier. I don't want to minimize that there's loss and there's people that are sick and there's you know, the elderly in these nursing homes is just, you know, heartbreaking news. Um, but I think what we're really talking about today as a group, as Talking Joy, is about the family dynamic and being parents and kind of, you know, this new way of being. Um, author uh, Aruhati Yoy Roy says that whatever it is, the coronavirus has made the mighty kneel and brought the world to a halt like nothing else could. Our minds are still racing back and forth, longing for a return to normal, for, to normality, trying to stitch our future and our past and refusing to acknowledge the rapture. It says nothing could be, re she thinks that nothing could be worse than a return to normalcy. Would you guys agree with that? Katie, you were going to say something. I would. I, I, I mean, I don't know about nothing would be worse, but I definitely, I fear, I fear going back to how we were now mm. somewhat and how I can make those changes and implement the tiny differences in my life to make things better. Um, I do. I'm, I'm a little worried how we're all going to get back. And, and it's, you know, as, as the president keeps saying, there's going to be a new normal. And I'm just so curious what, what that is, because I'm kind of having a little bit of fun in this cocoon, you know, with just my family. Um, so I am, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about the, the returning to everything. And, you know, we say we want to make changes, but the reality of it is I, I feel like everything's just going to go back to how it was. Yeah. But don't you think that you get to decide if you personally for your family well, about those changes? I also or do you think like that we, we were caught up in this peer pressure thing, all of us to exceed? Yeah, like we got to decide before why wasn't it different before. Okay. I, I always had these feelings. I just didn't know how to go about um, improving my life in a way that would make me happier. More family time, stuff like that. You know, when you live in a certain town, you have to... Um, 
you know, in order, in order to be in our house, my, our husband had to work longer hours, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, um, but I'm also, and, your, and, and we talked about like, this once before too, your kids would yeah. get left behind if you, they yeah. weren't on the tr- fast train to the, you know, to yeah. the sports and. But I also do see a light. I, 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 I find, you know, hopefully there'll be some great changes and maybe there'll be some wonderful things that, you know, did, wouldn't have come about before all this. So I'm hopeful, curious yeah. and hopeful. Anybody else? I was just going to say, I feel very grateful that we're able to kind of relish in this cocoon and we have the luxury of staying home and having the extra family time. Um, and, you know, I, I have friends, I have family members that, you know, are losing jobs, are in financial hardship, are, you know, people who aren't able to stay home. And they're in very difficult situations. And so I just want to be conscious of the fact that, like you said, we are in the same storm. We're not in the same boat. I can't even imagine what it would be like if my husband were an ER doctor and, you know, I worked at Target. So, you know, and then I still had to homeschool the kids or, you know, we both were working and I was having to stay up all night to get my work done because I had to be with the children during the day. And my heart breaks for people who are in that situation. And so I really truly do hope that we can go back to the, at least some version of the old normal so that their lives can restart because they're in extreme strain right now and under undue pressure, financial and otherwise. So I I just wanted to mention that, you know, I feel very, I feel very grateful every day that, you know, I can see the, the beauty in this slowdown, but a lot of people don't have that luxury. I'm devastated over what we're going to lose in terms of small businesses. Cause I, I'm one of those people that likes to shop in small businesses and our town is made up of all these small businesses and maybe our town might have, you know, a better survival rate, but I think that's devastating what that's going to look like. I mean, aside from like big bailouts and stuff like that, the small shops that are going to be wiped out because of this, I think is just devastating for the landscape of like our towns and our cities. It's just so sad. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I'm personally going through that because I have an office in downtown Summit and um, paying rent on a space that I'm not allowed to be in, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, trying to decide if I should let that go. And, and I think that the time is coming where I, where I need to do that. And look, I don't, I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm putting, you know, food on the table because of the business, but it's important to me. And I worked a lot of years to get to that place. and. I can work anywhere, I suppose. And look, haven't you noticed too? We can take yoga online. Joanne, you can teach yoga online. We can have meetings online. We can record a podcast online. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we were running out of the house to do that we can now miraculously do from home. So you wonder how much of what we were doing, you know, that we could we could dial it back a little bit. Um, but it is, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I don't know what that's going to look like, um, you know, for the future, for our town and, and for towns I all think across the, the country. I are closed already. The, the cheese shop is closing. Which I saw that and it was so sad because I, you know, it's, there's such a great couple and it's such a great shop. And um I agree, Lindsay, with what you're saying. It's it's going to be a hardship for the town um, because it's a family it's a family oriented town, and a lot of the shops are owned by people that live here. 
and, um, you know, the connections that we've made with them. And um, just to walk through a town that looks, you know, semi-deserted also is a little, you know, it just, it's not the same feel that as we know Summit. But um, I think it's really important through all of this to just, you know, going back to what Blair had said, to be grateful for where we are um, and to, te- you know, we can use this opportunity to teach our kids also to give back. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. And have you all been checking in with your kids? Um, I, it's been amazing to me how the kids sort of just rolling with it, but have you checked in with them to say, Hey, how are you feeling about this? Jennifer, you want to say um, Yeah, no, I, my kids are very vocal. My son, who is the senior in high school, is, I think, having the hardest time because um, he is very social and really would be spending every day of the weekend with his guy friends. And he's one of four children and the only boy. So he was truly getting his, you know, brother love from his friends, um, which he's not getting as much. I mean, they play video games and stuff together and then. Once in a while, they'll they'll meet in the high school parking lot and park tail of car to tail of car, you know, one end of like six, uh, more than six feet apart um, and just talk to each other that way um, just to have some kind of um, uh, connection, you know, f- some kind of physical connection, but, you know, at a distance. That's one thing I'm having a little trouble with because I feel like I am an extrovert and I, although I've been going on walks with girlfriends you know, with six feet apart um, between us and stuff, I still miss seeing, you know, most of my friends. Um, And, and I agree with, I love the fact that we're, we've slowed down and not running from one place to the other, but, but I did like saying, if I didn't want to go somewhere, I can't go. Now I have no choice. (laughs) So it's the choices being taken away from us, which, which is a little hard. Anybody else want to add anything? Um, my kids are younger, but I have a seven-year-old that gets upset if she overhears me saying, you know, oh, like they have a fever. Are they getting tested? She like gets really upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a three-year-old, which I had to take to the doctor um, the other day and the, the doctor shut down. You know, they only take one person at a time. And he, I'm carrying him and he's wearing a mask, which is just creepy. Yeah. Um, and he goes, why is the playroom shut down? And he goes, because of the virus, because of the virus. And just to hear a three-year-old say that takes your breath away in a bad way. And um, and then just like, you know, they're asking for play dates. Why can't I have a play date? And it's just, you know, seeing your kids walking around, you know, if they happen to have to go somewhere. We had to take a drive the other day. Um, and they're all wearing their masks. And it's just, it's such, it's like a handmaid's tale. It's just, it's really just a sight that just stops you in your tracks and just like a really beyond way. So I, I haven't checked in with them about, you know, how they're feeling because they're a little too young for that. But it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of affecting me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if it's affecting us, it's affecting them. And so don't be afraid to age appropriate wise to talk openly about it and say, you know, here here's what's happening, you know, it, according to to whatever age level they are. Because um, I think it's really important to communicate that that yes, things are different and that things can be a little scary. And, um, you know, and some of it's hitting home for, you know, close to home for, for us. And, and so don't be afraid to have conversations with your kids. Um, 
and to reassure them. You know, I, I spoke at the middle school to the seventh graders the last day that Summit was in school, the last, you know, and when I walked in, the kids were all talking about the coronavirus and it was before they, you know, it was all they were thinking about closing the schools down. And I said to the kids, I said, right now, right here in this moment, you are completely safe. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to be. And in this moment, we're sitting here amongst friends and we're going to talk about, we were talking about the jars of joy and quotes and and so I was reassuring them that that you're together right now in this moment, that everything is fine. And that's all we really have. And when I start to reel off or run off into the future, I'm moving away from the present moment. And so you can, there's a lot we can teach our kids about how to be present and know that, you know, most of the time things aren't in fight or flight, even in the midst of this pandemic, that things are, you know, I'm sitting looking at all of you right now and we're talking. And everything is fine in the world. We've got Earl with us and, you know, and I could see all your smiling, beautiful faces and we have food in the refrigerator. Everything is fine right now. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or the week after to me or to my family, but I know I have right now. And so if we can focus on that, I think that it's, um, it's a real blessing. So I think I'm going to close us um, with this poem on fear. I read this to my family. Um, on Easter when we did like a big family Zoom call. Um, so it, it is said that before entering the sea, a river trembles with fear. She looks back at the path she has traveled from the peaks of the mountains, the long windy road crossing forests and villages. And in front of her, she sees an ocean so vast that to enter, there seems nothing more than to disappear forever. But there is no other way. The river cannot go back. Nobody can go back. To go back is impossible in existence. The river needs to take the risk of entering the ocean because only then will fear disappear because that's where the river will know it's not about disappearing into the ocean, but becoming the ocean. So I offer all of you peace and wellness and lots of love.